Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. An early morning marine layer of clouds starting to evaporate off of the top of Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca as if to shine a spotlight on what's about to unfold here. The opening round of the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo North America Championship and the North American debut of the new Huracan. We'll be right back. Grace number one coming at you. The on-track action. All the news from the pits and paddock. This is IMSA Radio. As we get set to send this field on the way for a 50-minute race, going to run through the uh, starting lineup. Qualifying held only an hour and a half ago, so a lot of pressure to get the cars turned around. On the pole, there are three different divisions within the Uricon class, a pro, pro-am, and amateur. And on the pole, one of the pros, the number 50 of Richard Antonucci in the Ogara Motorsport Lamborghini of Beverly Hills. A remarkably quick 1 minute 23.860 second lap. Starting on the outside will be our top pro-am competitor. Pole for the uh, pro-am category, if you will, in the Uricon class. The 07, that is Cedric Spirazzoli in the Dallas Lamborghini dealership, STR team, machine. Then, on the pole for the actual outright, uh, or second in the pro category, excuse me, is the number one car, last year's champion, Kevin Conway. He will be teaming with ex-Formula One driver, Enrique Bernolde, driving for the prestige performance team in the Lamborghini Paramus sponsored car. Fourth, the number 77, is Joe Courtney with pro Aaron Povoleto from Asante Courtney Racing out of the Miami Lamborghini support. Starting in the fifth spot, third, in the Uricon Pro-Am category, the number 69 of Tom O'Gara, who is uh, the amateur, the pro there, a very talented and fast Matt Halliday for Lamborghini Beverly Hills and the O'Gara Motorsport Machine. Starting sixth, the number 29, that is fourth in the Uricon Pro-Am category, Corey Lewis, the lone driver in the change racing Lamborghini Carolinas machine. Starting in the seventh spot, in the pole for the amateur category of the Uricon class, the 09 of amateur Damon Oki, a great lap at a 1 minute 26.057 for Ogara Motorsport. Starting eighth, fifth in the Pro-Am category, number 22, Fernando Barbacano, joined by Max Belancardi for the Lamborghini Dallas STR team. Starting ninth, number 89, second in the Huracan amateur category, it is Ryan Oki in the Ogara Motorsport Lamborghini Vancouver machine. And starting in the 10th spot, third in the Uricon Pro category, the pro Justin Marks in the number 99 Change Racing Lamborghini Carolinas machine. Starting in the 11th spot, third in the Uricon Amateur category, the 71, the first ever father-son duo driving in the championship, Jim Norman and his son Josh Norman, uh, Lamborghini of Palm Beach for Bad Lambo Racing. Starting in the 12th spot, 6th 
in the Pro-Am category, number 14, Brian Wong in the Ogara Motorsport Lamborghini of Beverly Hills machine. 13th is number 84 on the pole in the Gallardo class. We'll explain that in a moment. That is Dylan Mercott in the Pro-Am category for Lamborghini America and Mitchum Motorsports. His teammate alongside number 42, Jake Rattenbury, also for Mitchum Motorsports. Starting 15th, third in the Gallardo class, Brian Hickson in the Mitchum Motorsports Lamborghini Chicago machine. Starting 16th, it is the number uh, 10. That is fourth in the Uricon amateur category, John DeFiore for Paramus the, the uh, Lamborghini Paramus dealership for prestige performance. And then, starting fourth in the Gallardo category, the number 63, Tomas Pichler, for Team STR, Lamborghini of Dallas, and completing the field. Fifth in the Uricon amateur category, Ross Schuest, out of uh, Masanti Courtney Racing, with support from the Miami uh, Lamborghini dealer. Starting 19th is the number five, Joe Chan and Paul Taylor. That's a Gallardo amateur category car for Paragon competition. 20th is the number 26, 7th in the uh, Huracan Pro-Am category, uh, Nicholas Dickerson and Angel Benitez. They did not get a time in qualifying, and completing the field is the number 46. It, too, had a problem on the outlap for qualifying. That was Brandon Godovic and never got a time set. We expect them to be fairly competitive. Joining me is going to be Jeremy Shaw. Welcome, Jeremy. We're almost ready to get this one underway. Yeah, indeed. These are very impressive cars. And the car of Brandon Godovic, uh, car number 46 for Mitch Motorsports, that was a fuel pump failure that uh, stopped that car on the first lap of qualifying. Pace car is in. The green flag flies. And no, they waved it off. We got an indication it was going to go. But you saw a couple of cars well out of the line. And at that point, the starters decided to wave the start off. So we get another lap here, and everybody now has got to kind of cycle back, get back in position, and we get to try it again. I think it's just the first race jitters, the opportunity to unleash these Uricons. What a remarkable car, Jeremy. I can understand these guys wanting to go early. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. 620 horsepower V10 engine. They sound sensational. They look fantastic. And what a colorful grid of cars we have as well. And some very talented drivers in that. Richard Antonucci, former race winner in all sorts of different categories. So he did some Indy Lights racing over here, but never before been to Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. He is a factory Lamborghini driver these days, uh, has been uh, brought into the Ogara Motorsport Camp by Tom Ogara to help develop these cars because they're only delivered a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, they've only tested once, so very little track time on these cars, lots to learn. And Richard Antonucci there, he qualified on the pole position with a stunning lap at a 123.860. And uh, I think he just got a bit antsy at the start. He just wanted to get this race underway, and he made a jump clearly too soon coming out of turn 11. Absolutely. And do keep in mind, folks, we talked about it, two different uh, types of car running here. The Gallardo chassis, that's been the car that has been the backbone of the series the last couple of years with the new Huracan coming out. They kept the Gallardo, which is an all-wheel drive, 570-horsepower machine, uh, and uh, they've kept that for the other uh, teams that just didn't have at this point the wherewithal perhaps to step up to the new Huracan car uh, they all want to it's remarkable 620 horsepower a rear wheel drive about as trick as a uh, single make racing series car can be and uh, keep in mind 50 minute timed event between 20 and 30 minutes a mandatory pit window and we'll explain that in just a little bit more but we're coming around again attempting a restart the clock has started in this 50 minute race this time the green flies and a great launch by Antonucci timed that one to absolute perfection and uh, we 
watching it. There is a nice move. Cedric Sierbo, uh, excuse me, Spiritzoli trying to defend down into that very tight end, ready hairpin. Yeah, right deep on the outside line there goes Spiritzoli trying to hold off there Enrique Bernoldi. And right behind them is Matt Halliday trying to make a move on the inside into turn three. That is exactly what Halliday does in that caliber 69. Boy, great jump up into third right now. Takes that spot away. Pushes, uh, I believe that's Bernoldi, as you said, back and spot now into that fourth spot. But up front, it is Antonucci leading away from a very impressive Pro-Am driver in that 0-7 Huracan. Yeah, very very much so. And uh, it's a good tight battling going here at the front of the field and all the way back down the order as well. Lots of jockey position as they go up the hill towards turn six. Boy, great field of spectacular machinery through the compression at turn six. Very, very tricky corner. You get that just a little bit wrong. You can either be over slow coming up the hill to this iconic turn, the corkscrew, or you go a little bit too quick. Boy, a big wiggle there uh, for Spirit Soul. He saved it, but that cost him some time to Antonucci. He did, and uh, that battle at the front there is... Uh is uh, still pretty tight. 10 12 car length lead now for uh, Tanucci coming down into turn 11. Spurs only in, in second place, Matt Halliday in third. All the cars running Pirelli P0 racing slicks, but takes a couple of laps. It's a cool morning here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, so it takes just a little bit of time for these tires to get up to temp. The pressure's thus off a little bit. You can see the front giving up a little bit. Three abreast under the start stand. That is about as close quarters as it gets. Fierce racing. That is the number 14. That is Brian Wong right in the middle of that queue. And everybody at this point is giving everybody enough racing room, Jeremy. It's close, but they're, they're at least being aware of everybody around them. They are. And, uh, yeah, it, it is very, very tight there in the middle of the pack. But it is uh, good close racing as well. Coming into turn four, this big group of cars that are headed by... Uh, uh, Joe Courtney, Aaron Provolado in that car number 77, that uh, orange and, and white car. I think, it's Joe, I think it's Joe Courtney that started that car and uh, making a move on the inside was one of the Ogara Motorsports machines. Yeah, knife through, picked up that, that Brian spot. Wong. Wong on the move back to the lead. There's Ed Tanucci, Spirit Soli in the green 07, and right behind him now, uh, that is Matt Halliday in that set. Easy to pick out those Ogara Motorsports cars, that very fluorescent. Um, sort of a mix, really, between lime green and hot yellow, I yeah. guess. Uh, boy, eye-catching, to be sure. And Antonucci wasting no time, starting to open that margin up a little bit over a, a Spirit Soli. That little wiggle, even though these cars here have immense horsepower, relative to everybody else, you have a moment like that, lose momentum, it's going to cost you. Yeah, uh, but uh, they certainly have uh, plenty of horsepower. <laughs> 620 horsepower, these things are rated. V10 engines, very sophisticated electronics on these cars, uh, and a uh, very impressive gearbox to extract uh, racing gearbox in these cars, paddle, full paddle shifters, uh, and uh, lots of technology in, on these Lamborghini Huracans. And take a look at the shots, folks. When you look at the rear of these cars, you can see that is a huge rear wing on the back of the car. But at the very back of the car, the diffusers, the way that is channeling air from the front splitters and the aerodynamics at the front of the car, underneath, out the diffusers, these cars, along with that horsepower, generate a lot of downforce and grip and uh, allows them to just uncork some remarkable lap times. Antonucci continuing to ease away just a little bit now from Spirit Soli, Matt Halliday, Corey Lewis, then a bit of a gap back to that fifth-place car, which is uh, the car right now that is second in the Uricon Pro category. Uh, currently, we think that is uh, Enrique Bernoldi on that car, but he's just lost touch a little bit. There's, there's the margin. There he comes. There he comes uh, in, down the hill there uh, into 
turn nine, the right, the left-hander plunging downhill. Not sure whether, it, we, we haven't heard whether it is Enrico Bernoldi or Kevin Conway that started that car, but certainly up at the front, it is Richard Antonucci who leads. Cedric Zerzoli in second place, and Matt Halliday in third. Well, I just saw what looked like a substantial amount of fluid coming out of the back of Spiritzoli's car uh, as he got into turn 11 and started to accelerate out of the corner. Uh, maybe it was just a, a little bit of reflection something catching my eye wrong but uh, it certainly looked like there may have been some fluid at the back of that car we'll watch for that and here is that lead group of four there's the number yeah. 29 yeah and Corey Lewis uh, was the uh, quickest he wasn't quite he and Spiros Worley were about uh, half a second quicker last time around than our race leader Richard Antonucci so that certainly get that gap closed up between the top four as we completed lap four of this 50-minute race. So just seven minutes down, long, long way to go. And, you know, tyre conservation, like, like we talked about, these are brand-new cars. I mean, they've only been delivered a couple of weeks ago, very little running on them, so a lot to learn about uh, how they, the balance of the cars will change during a race as a fuel load burns off, how the Pirelli tyres will cope with all that horsepower for this, immense, you know, for this length of time. It is fairly cool this morning, so that will certainly help the tyre wear. And it helps make uh, good, good power even uh, stronger than uh, normal in these, in these cars. This is a great battle. Climbing the hill, heading up into the corkscrew. You get that quick exit out of six. And then you just got to time everything right and get over and then feed it down into the corkscrew. That is the 77. It's one of our Pro-Am machines, Joe Courtney and Aaron Povoleto, sharing that car. And they've got quite a group uh, in close concert right up behind them. Yeah, Joe Courtney, I think, started that car, and uh, Jake Rattenbury right there as well. And it's Jake Rattenbury who leads now in the Gallardo class with Dylan Murkoff right behind him. You can see those two cars there pretty much nose to tail. Uh, there they are coming through turn 11. Uh, the uh, bright uh, yellow car of uh, Jake Rattenbury is the uh, class leader now in the Gallardo class, but right behind him is Dylan Murkoff making a move into Lamborghinis. He made his debut in this series. He looks now to oh. the outside <laughs> line into the Mario Andretti Heavy. Can he make that work? Well, look at that. Nice, uh, a nice counter move right there by Rattenbury. Uh, when he got to the inside, he just floated a little wide, and that made Murkot have to overbreak and had to tuck right back in again. It's a nice defensive move. There's a look at the 63 of Tomas Pichler, uh, who's been one of the guys right up at the sharp end of things. And really, Murkot has been the pace setter in virtually every session in the Gallardo category. But Jake uh, Rattenbury really timed his start to perfection and was very aggressive right off the go and has moved up a little bit. And uh, there you go. A look at the 63 once again. Fourth right now in the Gallardo category. And within the Uricon class, there are three different divisions, if you will, pro, pro-am, and amateur. It's based on uh, driver rankings. In the Gallardo category, there's overall and pro-am. And uh, really, you just look at that situation right now, and you can see a Rattenbury, Murcott, then a little bit back is the 23 of Hickson, and then right behind him, that 63 of Pichler. And up front right now, and it looks like uh, Spiritzoli might just be closing it up a little bit on your leader, Antonucci. Yeah, Spiritzoli has set uh, the fastest lap of the race on lap four, two laps ago, 124.824. That uh, compares to the best time for our race leader, was last time around 25.2. So these four leaders are very, very closely matched. Absolutely. Halliday right there, a 124.9, as you pointed out, and Lewis, a 124.8, incredibly close. There's Halliday. Uh, boy, what a find he is for that team to be teaming up with Tom O'Gara, as you pointed out. Uh, driver of immense experience on a lot of different levels and just doing a superb job right now. Here we go back looking at the 77 
You're right. That's uh, Joe Courtney in that car. And it uh, looks like Rattenbury was able to get around him and move up a spot. So Jake Rattenbury continuing to race up and amongst some of the Huracans. Yeah, that's a great battle going on there amongst that, that, that group of cars. And you're right there. Uh, Getting right in in amongst the uh, much much newer, much more sophisticated Huracans, and going up the hill now into turn six. That is Dylan Murcott trying to make a move past Joe Courtney. And you can just take a look. You can see the differences in those cars. There's just uh, obviously the Huracan just a slight bit wider, and just offers more mechanical grip along with these uh, just amazing aerodynamics on these cars. Uh, just a little bit different platform. Ooh, very close. Courtney now under huge attack down to the inside and Rainey. Boy, you've got to make that a very decisive move. And that is exactly what Dylan Murcott did. Executed it to perfection. And Tomas Pichler trying to get down and underneath Brian Hickson as they come through the exit of 10. He may have made that work. New fastest lap of the race last time around by our race leader, Richard Antonucci, on his way now towards turn five. Uh, he's uh, pulled out about a second over that battle for second place. It's Cedric, Cedric Zerzrali in ahead, just ahead of Matt Halliday and Corey Lewis hanging in there in the fourth place. Second, third and fourth, really close together. I wonder if Antonucci, I mean, he was very fast, set a time in, in qualifying and uh, then pitted and just sat and waited it out. And I think he's being very, very careful with his tires. This yeah. is a 50-minute race. And uh, so I think everybody's being a little bit careful. Remember, during the pit stop when it comes up, no tire changes, no refueling, simply a driver change. You can adjust tire pressures. That's it. So I think uh, he's very comfortable with what he's got right now and is conserving to make sure he's got the package for the full 50. I, I completely agree with you. And Antonucci's got a huge amount of experience, 34 years old, uh, years of age now, but a lot of experience. He is a factory driver for Lamborghini. He spoke to him just before the start, and he said, you know, this is really just a test session for us this weekend because the cars are so new. I mean, said that, I think what he didn't say is the fact he'd probably done a fair bit of testing on the initial uh, program of these cars. So he's probably got more miles than in, in most people. So he knows... Uh, better than most how they are likely to race during a 50 minute encounter but he's certainly doing a fine job in the early stages of this race and managing that gap uh, last time around one twenty-five point one. so within a couple of tenths or so of his best lap in the race set on the previous turn around Mazda Race Way Lagoon Sacred as we can see here still there's top four cars covered by less than a couple of seconds yeah, and I'll tell you, the difference between the two fastest lap times of leader Antonucci and second quick lap, Cedric Spiritzoli four one-thousandths of a second. So they definitely have these cars, as you would expect here in a single-make series, uh, about as equal as it gets. And there goes the number 84. Big look down to the inside. And let's see if he's able. That's Dylan Murcott. That's for the lead yep. in the Gallardo class. Extremely close. Now out of turn three, heading up into turn four. You saw Murcott just kind of look to the inside a little bit and realize, no, nope, if I do that, I'm just going to blunt my exit speed out of this really crucial four to keep my momentum built up for the climb to the corkscrew. And Dylan Murcott, he started his racing in motocross uh, back in 07. He broke his neck, actually, in 2010. So he uh, was out for six months or so. Came back, uh, still wanted to be, had the, the competitive urge, but decided that perhaps motorcycles wasn't the best idea. So he moved across into cars. And what a job he is doing here. He is stalking Jake Rattenbury and looking for a way past. We saw him held up a little bit by Joe Courtney a couple of laps ago, but he's got past Huracan and closed right in now on the class on the uh, class leader in the Guiardo class, Jake Rattenbury. And note it says Mitchum on that uh, upper left of each of the cars in the front. They are teammates, so you know they'll race each other aggressively, but uh, the general edict there is race hard, don't touch. Yeah. And that's, I think, what uh, right now Mercott 
just being a little bit circumspect in his attack right now. Matt Halliday, though, has upped the ante a little bit. His last couple of laps have been a bit quicker than Spiritzoli, and he has now closed that number 69 up a lot closer to the rear wing of the 07 of Spiritzoli at this point. Justin Marks moved himself up ahead of Brian Wong uh, within the last couple of laps. So Justin Marks now in kind of a 99 ahead of the number 14 car of Brian Wong. And the, uh, in the uh, pro category, it's Richard Antonucci who is leading the race overall and best of the pros. Second of the pros is uh, Kevin Conway in the fifth place overall in car number one. Uh, and behind him in the third place is the number 99 of Justin Marks running in the eighth place overall in Pro-Am. It's the second, third and fourth place cars on the road. Spiritswali, Halliday and Lewis, they're the top three in Pro-Am. In Am, it's Ryan Oakey that leads in car number 89 running in the sixth place overall. Behind him is his brother Damon in the tenth place overall in 09. And then uh, Jim Norman and Josh Norman, the father and son pairing in car number 71, 11th place overall. Well, it's going to get interesting here in a couple of minutes because it looks like our lead group might see if they are coming up already on some lap traffic. So this could be very interesting. Yep, indeed they are. And so Antonucci, boy, he needs to uh, get by quick here because he's coming up. That's turn six, a hugely important corner. He showed the nose, a little bit tentative, but now forces his way through on Joe Chan. Yeah, and uh, he certainly cost him a little bit of ground Ooh. there. Oops, a spin for, I think that's Damon Hockey, isn't it? Second Zero place. Nine. Second place in the amateur category in the Guiados. That is uh, coming out of turn three, a big spin. And that car is kind of beached on the side of the road. Is there damage to the left rear or not? Yes, and a full course yellow being called right now. Just got a wheel. They're seeing a replay. Like just got a wheel. Uh, on the uh, dirt on the exit, spun across the road into the Ooh. into the wall on the opposite side of the racetrack. It was on the right-hand side of the racetrack and uh, tried to get it going again. But uh, that uh, car has come to a rest and full-course caution. Boy, i tell you what, that was a breathless first 15 minutes of this race, was. wasn't it? It just flew as uh, Oki now. You can see the damage to that left rear corner when he got into the barriers. And uh, they have to get out there now. And uh, it looks like he's going to need some serious help getting that car removed so we're going to be under caution remember now as we come up here once we hit 20 minutes in and we're now at 16 and a half minutes in once we get to 20 minutes in a window opens within which for 10 minutes from 20 minutes to 30 minutes into this 50 minute timed event you have to do your pit stop and if you have two drivers in the car that's when you do the driver change that's really all you can do other than uh, tweak tire pressures but the way that they determine that jeremy is rather interesting because they just use a time it's a you have to be stationary for 60 seconds then i guess they add in the pit delta from pit in to pit out yeah it's um it's yeah yeah that's exactly right and uh, the uh the pit delta here from pit in to pit out if you just drive kind of trying just if you're just doing a drive through penalty it's going to cost you about 30 seconds and you're right uh, a six they had to be wheel stop for 60 seconds so a total of 90 and that can be timed from the timing line at pit in to the timing line at pit out but the, the timing of this caution uh, is uh, kind of interesting because we're at 17 and a half minutes ago so they have to do another couple of laps before the pit stop window opens and then we will see uh, i would think uh, a whole bunch of pit stops but some of the other guys will probably want to stay out some of the guys uh, for example matt halliday 
in that car number 69. He'll be handing over that number 69 car to Tom O'Gara, the team owner, but I'm sure he will want to get some more green flag laps before he hands over to Tom for the final 20 minutes of this race. So while we're under a caution here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca in the opening round of the Lamborghini Blanc Pond Super Trofeo North America Championship, the good news there you saw uh, Mr. Oki is out of the car and he looks to be just fine. And there you see now the tilt bed already on the scene, so get that car up and get it moved in uh, as quick as possible and get us back to racing. And it's going to be interesting, isn't it, that uh, by the time they get that car cleared, we'll be right into that pit window. And uh, you would think you'd get everybody in at this point if you can. Now, the one thing is, is if you started your pro driver, a la Matt Halliday perhaps, driving that number 69 with Tom O'Gara, do you, uh, if, if we go back to green pretty quickly, do you leave him in as long as you can, then duck in right at the end of that window and uh, and get the uh, the amateur driver on board just yep. to maximize pace? Yeah, you, you, certainly for, for Matt Halliday and Tom O'Gara, they will hope to get this race back under green flag conditions pretty soon so that they can at least give uh, a few laps for Matt Halliday to... to uh, to pull out a gap, but I don't think that's really going to be feasible. It's going to be several more, more minutes, but I think, before we get this car out of, out yeah. of the way. And uh, with only maybe 10 minutes so green, that would mean that, that uh, Tom McGraw would have to, make, have to make that pit stop under green flag conditions. We're going to lose more time. So I would fancy we will probably see everybody onto pit lane next time around. The timing of this yellow certainly particularly not good <laughs> for uh, cars like the number 69 of Tom McGraw and Matt Halliday. Absolutely. Right now, just to give you an idea of the run order, it is Antonucci leading overall and in the pro category, and the number 50. And uh, there's a look at one of the, uh, uh, I mean, so many of these cars are attractive, but that is an absolutely stunning graphics package on that Avid Motorsports Miami entry. And remember, that was the car that did not get any kind of a of a qualifying time. Not sure why on that one. Uh, you know, we knew why the problem for the 46. Uh, happened. You, uh, you found that out with the uh, uh, the issue there, but we're not sure why that uh, 26 did not get a time, but they've made uh, some decent progress up through the pack. Nicholas Dickerson sharing that car uh, with a driver we know has got some serious chops, Angel Benitez, and uh, they've worked their way up. Uh, Nicholas has already uh, up into, well, up into the, uh, looks like the 17th spot right now, and uh, this cautioned exactly what they wanted to get them back up to the back of the field and then, as you said, probably get into that window as we're now in it. We have now entered that 10-minute uh, window. So, yeah, I would think right now you might see uh, everybody just kind of headed to pit lane. Yeah, I would think so. You can see them all accelerating down the hill here. I'm sure they'll be accelerating their way onto pit lane, trying to steal a little bit of a margin over everybody else they possibly can. Yeah, wholesale pit stops. And uh, is, is that Matt Halliday staying out, perhaps? It is. It's a bit of a gamble. I talked to Matt just before the start of the race, and uh, he was saying, you know, everything is a bit of a gamble here because... They don't know how the strategies are going to play out, but uh, certainly he did not want this caution to be around about now because he wants to be able to pull out a lead over some of the other guys and then hand a car over to Tom O'Gara, who has a lot less experience uh, and therefore uh, wouldn't be expected to be as fast as the pro Matt Halliday. Right now, a good half of our field down into the pits. Look there at the number 77. As you pointed out, there's Joe Courtney hopping out and uh, Aaron Pavaleto should be climbing behind the wheel. That's the Masani Courtney Racing Lamborghini of Miami car. And you can see the car right behind him. They're actually doing that 
little bit of work for Ross West, also for Masani Courtney Racing, just doing a little bit of work on those tires. Again, all you can do is either bleed pressure off those tires just a little bit, just work with that. Otherwise, can't mess with those wings, can't do anything else on the car at this point. And there is a look at the damage to the back of that 0-9. And it was pretty comprehensive, Jeremy, that left corner. Uh, yeah. Really tweaked. And remember, they have another race coming up this weekend. Hopefully, that's just suspension and body work, and it didn't get into the tub. Absolutely right. But, uh, it must have been like, I don't really see the point in, in not making the pit stop right now because um, anybody, you know, we're going to be going green, I would imagine, within a matter of four or five minutes. So that's only going to leave us another three or four minutes of... Uh, of uh, green flag racing before they get before the pit stop window is going to close at the 30 minute point in this race yeah i agree i mean you know to me at this stage while everybody else is pitting under caution and not losing green flag time at those speeds i think you need to do it so i would think maybe we'll see the rest of the field make their way down uh with that uh, pit sequencing of course uh right now halliday in the 69 moves to the point as there's the number 23 back on track, Brian Hickson heading out as well. Uh, Conway and the number one, and Enrique Bernolde sits second right now. Third is the, it's, right now it's the class leaders in each of our three driver categories within the Uricon class. Tom O'Gar for Pro-Am, Conway for Pro, and Ryan Oki for the amateur category in the 89. And just waiting to see, looks like, yep, there's a number of additional cars making their way down to the pits although not nicholas dickerson at this point and i think that might not be such a bad play if you were at the back had the problems that he had this will give you a little bit of track position at least close that margin up a little bit then get in and hopefully get this done before the green as the prestige team makes it stops again looking at those tire pressures right now one of them, Conway and Bernoldi, they'll be doing their driver change. And the number 10, John DeFiore, makes his move down into the pits as well. Oop, lights out on the safety car, anticipated uh, going green this time by, Jeremy, as yeah. we still have about better part of six minutes left in that pit window. I have to say, I would have to suggest a strategic error by the uh, teams that, that opted to make the pit stop under the second lap of the... Uh, once the opportunity had opened up because now they're going to be behind everybody else so uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out in their favours uh, but two guy drivers who have not yet made their pit stops are Brian Wong who's going to lead this race overall uh, and uh, the number 26 car of uh, Nor uh, Nicholas Dixon so he will be in the second place first and second when we come back to a green flag we suggest next time around and then behind that is all the drivers that made their pit stops Richard Antonucci will be in the third place overall when we come back for the restart ahead of the 07 of Cedric Zerozwali. So those two positions remain unchanged from before the pit stops, but the big gainer there was car number 22, uh, Fernando Barbacano and Max Giancardi. I think I think it was, I, I believe it was Barbacano who started that car, Max Giancardi who will take, take over now, but I might be wrong. Um, and whoever it was, so they, they made a big jump. They jumped ahead of the 29 car of Corey Lewis and the number 77, which has been handed over from Joe Courtney to Aaron Povoledo. Lights out here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. We are about to go back to green here in the opening round of the Lamborghini Blanc Pond 
Super Trofeo North America Championship, the green flag flies. And as both Brian Wong and the 26 duck into the pits, right back into the lead, Jeremy. Number 50, Richard Antonucci, as he heads down into the Andretti hairpin. But boy, an aggressive Cedric Spirazzoli right behind him in the 0-7 for STR Racing and Lamborghini of Dallas. And those two have already made a little bit of a break over Corey Lewis. And right behind Corey, this is going to get interesting, isn't it? Aaron Pavaleto in the number 77 Masani Courtney Racing Machine. And Aaron Pavaleto was one talented shoe. This is going to be a great battle here as uh, we have the final 25 minutes of racing about to unfold. Side-by-side -side battle here. Jim Norman down to the inside in that bad Lambo racing entry, getting the move on uh, Biancardi. I think he was able to slice through and make that stick. Yes, yeah, so a great racing there. And we saw uh, Brian Wong and Nicholas Dixon making their pit stops as we came back to green. So, uh, again, that's going to cost them an awful lot of track time here because everybody else is running at full speed. We see down the inside there is uh, Justin Marks making a move on the, uh, on the, Norman, the Norman family car. Boy, Justin just got a fabulous drive out of turn six and was able to just make that pass uh, just very cleanly down to the inside. And uh, into the corkscrew, you can make that pass, but you've got to be way up to the inside uh, well before you get ready for that turn-in point. He executed it to perfection through turn 11 onto the front straight. Justin Marks, that should put him up now into the sixth spot. Actually make it the fifth spot as uh, yeah, both he and Norman were able to get by, as I said, Fernando Barbacana. And that uh, made it work. A couple of the cars coming out of the pits, blending in right in front of some of the competitors here as we look at the 99 of Marks. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, Aaron Povoleto is going to be the guy to watch here in that, uh, that uh, orange and white car number 77 uh, for uh, Muzandi Courtney Racing. And he has uh, made a, a very, very good pit stop. He's made up some ground during that pit stop, made up a... Uh, bunch of positions actually because he came into the pits in the 12th place and came out in fourth uh, a, a large result of that is because of the drivers who elected not to make their pit stops during that first uh, opportunity so that certainly gave him gained him about seven or eight positions but now Aaron Pablo is going to be on a charge can he catch his top four his uh, top three ahead of him boy and right now it's also spirit solely in that green zero seven that is up on the wheel all over the back of Antonucci right now uh, last lap times, they both ran mid-125s, and Spirit Soli has up the ante, and coming after both of them is the 29 of Corey Lewis. Uh, you get proverbial blanket covers these cars right now. Take a look at the times as they flash by, and uh, a 25-4, 25-2 for Spirit Soli, and a 24-9 for Corey Lewis. And right now, that uh, is a superb lap by Corey Lewis as he's joined this group, making it a trio. Yeah, tremendous racing amongst those three there. Uh, covered by less than a second as they came across the, lap, that, the line that time. Aaron Povoleto about a couple of seconds back in the third place. And then a big gap back to uh, fourth place, Justin Marks. But a uh, great race at the front of the field. And into the pits. This is a drive-through penalty for the number 15 entry that's shared by Joe Chan and Paul Taylor Paragon competition in Lamborghini of Toronto and uh, usually what that penalty would be for haven't heard it officially on the radio yet was just for exceeding the pit speed limit and uh, normal penalty for that is just a drive through and they have completed that run through as we take a look now at the 69 that's Ogar and Halliday and this is the car that really won as you said stayed out lost some track position 
And when you do the driver uh, uh, the driver change, obviously that's going to cost you even a little bit more because Halliday was the gun in that car. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, look at the battle for second and third now. Spiros Wiley coming under increasing pressure from Courtney Lewis. That battle for second and third has enabled Richard Antonucci to edge out a little bit. The gap goes from about a half a second last time around to almost a second this time. So still not very much between those first two cars. But the third place car of Corey Lewis really now is beginning to challenge for second place. A little bit farther back in the field, uh, a change in the uh, first of the, in the Gallardo class. Dylan Murcott on that last lap managed to find a way around Jake Rattenbury. So number 84 car. Dylan Murcott uh, as ahead of the 42. Both of those two cars run out of the Mitchum Motorsports stable. And they, Mitchum Motorsport, they really played a good trump card here during uh, the strategy of the pit stops. Uh, moving up now, 8th and ninth overall for those two Gallardo cars. Uh, absolutely superb run for that. There's a look there at the 84. That is Dylan Murcott leading in the category right behind him is the number 42 of the team machine. Yeah, and right ahead of those two is uh, the Fernando, B Fernando Barbacano Max Biancardi entry that is an uh, Urican. So uh, not part of their individual battle for the best of the Guiardo class. But I'll tell you, every time Antonucci opens that margin up just a little bit, young Cedric Spiritzoli finds a little bit more in the Pro-Am driver able to close it back up just a little bit, bringing Corey Lewis, another Pro-Am driver, right with him. There is your lead trio. Then you can see the margin back to that fourth car, the orange and white 77 of Aaron Povoledo. Antonucci's last lap, a 25-4. Spiritzoli's a 25-1. And Lewis, a 25-2. And now... Povoledo dipping down for the first time into the 125s. So I think Aaron now is really starting to get a feel for the car. And we might expect to see him uh, maybe take some runs here, try and close that up, make this a four-car battle right now. But impressive runs by these two Pro-Am drivers, Spirit Soli and Lewis, Jeremy. Very much so, yeah. Uh, Corey Lewis, he's got a fair amount of experience, certainly uh, in this country. And he's raced at NASA Race, maybe good in second before. He'll be actually doing the Continental Tire uh, series uh, race this afternoon. There's another drive to the drive through. It's the Fernando yep. Barbacano car is having a drive through penalty, so that was going to fall them out of the seventh place overall. Uh, and they were fourth in pro am. They might they might still retain fourth in pro am potentially. A very big podium celebration at the end of this one with essentially five different categories rewarded here. Now traffic, ooh, Antonucci, look, oh, little touch. Coming down to the underneath of car number 10 right there, John Diafore. And Antonucci was just a very light touch, but he was able to get through, and that helped, I mean, touch and all. He was able to get out of 11 much, much cleaner than Spiritzuli and Lewis, and now he's gapped him just a little bit, up to almost a second again. Yeah, and... Uh Certainly, this is a super battle at the front of the field here. Lapping super consistently is Richard Antonucci. Lost uh, four or five laps here, all within a few tenths of a second. Well, with a tenth of a second or so, in actual fact. Incredible consistency by Richard Antonucci. There's another slower car there on the apex of turn four. That is number 15 of uh, Joe Chan. Here's a look at that touch. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that was very close to getting one of those dive planes or splitter into that right rear tire of Antonucci's car. You do that as good as these Pirelli P0 slicks are, you cut a sidewall like that, 
very little he could do about it. He, yeah. They got away with one. There. Yeah, they did. I don't think John DeFiori saw him there coming un under the braking <laughs> exactly. zone. And all of a sudden, there's another car kind of in into his tail alongside him. But uh, he did a good job of getting out of the way, ultimately. Ooh. And uh, look at this battle for second and third, though. He really threw that car sideways. Cedric Suarez Barley coming through the corks with really, absolutely chucking that car through that series of corners. Yeah, he got really aggressive on that one curb, and it just loosened it up big time. Did a nice job to save it, but there again, just that little bit of a breathe to save it, and it cost you that little bit of momentum and thus a little bit of time on the track. And for Corey Lewis looking at it, seeing Cedric pushing that hard, that just sort of lights that fire a little bit more as well. Right now, fourth overall, still Povaleto, third in the Pro-Am category, fifth, second in the Pro category, Justin Marks in the number 99 at this stage. Then leading in the AM category for the Uricon class is the number 71, sixth overall, uh, Jim Norman now behind the wheel of that. And then a stunning seventh overall in the Gallardo, Dylan Murcott, the number 84, with uh, Jake Rattenbury, his teammate, in the 42 behind him. Good run, too, for Brian Hickson, isn't it, uh, in the Gallardo category, third in that class. Yeah, very much so. Justin Marks now coming under increasing pressure from uh, the uh, Jim Norman, Josh Norman car, going to turn five. Very little to choose between those two, but they pulled out a long way ahead of the Gallardo battle that is uh, still going along there. But uh, Dylan Merkins managed to put a bit of daylight between himself now in that kind of 84 and the 42 of Jake Rattenbury. And the third place car in the Gallardo cast, Brian Hicks in the kind of 23, rounds out the top 10 overall. Working the way through the corkscrew, there's the number nine, Justin Marks, who has worked his way around the 14. That's a lap car, Brian Wong. And here we go, back to that lead battle once again. And Antonucci coming up one more time. I think he's uh, coming up on one of his teammates, and he's going to have to figure out a way to get through clean because here comes Spirit Soli. Nice job by the team car, opening the wheel up and just letting him go through and then moved over right into the path of Spirit Soli. That's going to raise a little bit of an ire there. That was uh, the Ogara Halliday car. Yeah, and uh, Tom Ogara driving that car now. But uh, the gap again between those two leaders narrowed right down, hasn't it? So Cedric Zbirzwale really closed in again on uh, Richard Antonucci. He's not taking no for an answer, is he, Cedric? He's, uh, he's driving hard there and, and turning again some very, very good laps. 125.1 last time around. Antonucci had a little bit of traffic and it cost him a little bit of time. Yeah, Corey Lewis just not letting them go either. Those are the only th uh, three guys that are lapping consistently in the 25s. And again, a twitch from Cedric Spirit Soli. Boy, he is, as you said, just throwing this uh, hurricane around the track. But he's doing it with great speed and effectiveness, hanging on to that second spot. Up into turn 11 here. Slowest corner on the track. Heavy braking. Well over a 90-degree angle on it, about 120 degrees. And then that long... Longest straight here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, up and over the, the rise. That's what they count as turn one. Now down into turn two, named after the legend Mario Andretti, the Andretti hairpin. Double apex corner. And feed it throttle, start setting up for a sequence of uh, very flat, absolutely flat right-handers. Turns three and four. 
This one an interesting corner, turn four. You turn into it earlier than you'd think, float way out, then it keeps bending on around, and then turn five and the climb. Yeah, you can use all the curb on the exit of turn four. You don't want to go over those curves because that's uh, sand and dust and gravel out there, and it's very, very slippery indeed, and easy to lose, <coughs> excuse me, lose control of the car. But we've still got this battle going on for the lead of the race overall. 23 laps completed and 12 minutes to go in this 50-minute race. That little bit of uh, a moment when the lap car got in front of Spirit Soli on that last lap, he ended up running a 26-2 to Antonucci's 25-7. So that uh, really is the reason for that little bit of a gap at a 25-7 is Corey Lewis, third car in your frame. And these three have pretty much just gapped everybody right now. A good almost five seconds back to Aaron Povoleto now, who just has not been able to consistently get into those 125s at all. No, he hasn't. You're absolutely right. Certainly the three leaders uh, are the class of the field here. And again, very, very closely matched last time around. Each of them turning a 1 minute 25.6 something. Very, very close indeed. And uh, uh, Aaron Pavlodo losing again about eight-tenths of a second on that lap. So he's falling six or seven seconds behind this trio of cars. But they are wrapping very, very consistently, very, very nicely at the front of this field. Again, in the Gallardo category, that is the seventh place overall car. The 84 of Dylan Murcott leading from his teammate, Jake Rattenbury. Although he has been able to put about four seconds between himself and Jake. Uh, then there's a couple of uh, Uricon-class cars. The Conway Bernoldi car, the number one, and the number three of Rosh West. Uh, then you've got third in the Gallardo category, the 23 of Brian Hickson. You know, for Rosh West, this has been a very, very strong race. Uh, they didn't, he did not get the qualifying he wanted. He was well back, and they used that pit strategy and the timing to great effect and have launched him right up now into the top ten. They have, and just ahead of him on the road is... Uh the number one car, Kevin Conway and Enrique Bernoldi. I believe it's a Bernoldi driving that car at the moment. I'm not 100% sure, I must admit. But he is working back, way back, having uh, made that uh, strategic error by coming in a lap after everybody else on that first, uh, on the, uh, during the pit stop right. sequence. He's working his way back up the order, now up into the top 10. Traffic right now has cost Corey Lewis in the 29 Monster Energy Machine as he has dropped off just a little bit for change racing. Just got trapped behind one of the cars. Couldn't pick up the number of the car that he was dealing with, but it did hold him up a little bit. And uh, even though he had a very fast lap time on that lap, there he is, third. You can see he has indeed dropped off of Spirit Soli just a bit at this stage. There is the number 22. That is uh, Barbacana and Biancardi. And they just got out of sequence with those pit stops when they just elected to go in. And have dropped off. There's your top three. There's third, Lewis. Up through turn five. And then up into this very tricky turn. So watch for the compression right there. And if you don't have the car set up to deal with that, that compression can literally launch the car, get, you know, just get you into a big slide. And that generally then is why you go off the outside of turn number six. What a job uh, Spiruswali is doing here. Very I mean, uh, lost a little bit of ground on, on that lap, but uh, I think you know, it's fair to say Richard Antonucci is controlling the pace, uh, most likely. Uh, if uh, Spiruswali gets uh, too close to him in that 07 car, I think Antonucci is able to pull away a little bit, but uh, he's still uh, having to be uh, pushed pretty hard here. It's a great drive by Spiruswali. He's got a lot, lot less experience overall than someone like Richard Antonucci. And just like that, we're into our final eight and a half minutes 
of this opening round of the Lamborghini Blanc Pond Super Trofeo North America Championship. Big plume of dust up in the turn six area, and it usually Oops. is not good. And as you Ouch. can see, not in this case. The 26 is off. Solid contact. That's the uh, Dixon Benitez Avid Motorsports machine mm. into the wall at turn six. And the thing is, Jeremy, you come out of six like that, the road flattens. The curbing there actually falls away. Here's another look at it. Oh, he got up behind another car. All right, duck down underneath. Oh, and then just mm. try, didn't realize he wasn't clear of him. I believe driving that uh, that car number 26. Yeah. Of the. Because uh, it turns him around. Damage. Broke with the, that corner barrier but the contact with the car so he clocked it pretty hard and that when you make a pass or you swing little kind of rock you're clear and there it was the number 10 John De, De Fiore Say, I don't think he was right out to the outside edge of the racetrack. He really couldn't move over it. Certainly, but uh, he didn't have a lot of room on the exit, and uh, I don't think he really did anything wrong at all. He was just keeping his own, keeping his own line. contact because you just kind of caught the uh now the flatbed uh now the tilt bed on the scene already That's exactly what he did. There's the IMSA response. As I believe that was uh, Dixon.
Huracan entry, car number one, Kevin Conway and Enrique Bernaldi. But I, I, was, I was just so impressed by uh, the top three cars. They're all doing a really, really good job at the front of the field. And it would be it would be wonderful if we get back to, to green flag racing for a lap or two at the end. But the, uh, still that number 26 car is still being uh, hauled up onto the flatbed truck. I doubt we're going to get that completed in, inside four minutes. Boy, it's just a matter of if they can find a place to pull over and get out of the way. The interesting thing for me, you're absolutely right about those uh, those top three, Antonucci, Spiritzoli, and Lewis, but there's a lap car between Lewis and Aaron Povoledo in uh, the fourth spot, and with this caution now, Justin Marks, who's been running some pretty quick laps, is now right with Povoledo, and with that lap car there, it could make that battle for uh, that fourth spot uh, a real interesting one. There you can see it. There's Povoledo in that orange car with the white trim. And that white car right in front, down a lap, and right behind Povoledo is a hungry Justin Marks. Yes, that would be uh, interesting to watch, certainly. No, is there a lap car between them? It might have been a lap car between them, actually. But um, so it's been a good charge back there yeah. by, by Justin Marks. Uh, and he's been turning some, some, some good laps. He and, uh, and Aaron Povoledo turning almost identical best laps in this race. The top three certainly have a margin over everybody else. Another car, another very quick car, though, was Matt Halliday. But uh, Tom Agar is now driving that car. He's a lap down in that number, in number 69 car in the 16th place overall. Again, they were, their main problem was the timing of their pit stop. Yeah, very well. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, now uh, in the Gallardo category, still Dylan Murcott, seventh overall in the number 84 leading that uh, but Kevin Conway after uh, not getting their pit stop timed exactly right he's been on a bit of a flyer too and he has worked his way up now in a split Mercott and Rattenbury the two teammates and running one two in the Gallardo category seventh and ninth with Conway right in between them and then between Hickson who would love to have an opportunity to go after Jake Rattenbury uh, Hickson in the number 23 that is the Mitchum Motorsport. So it's three Mitchum cars, one, two, three in the Gallardo class. The problem for Hickson right now is he's got Ross West right in between. He in an attempt to go after one of his teammates. He has indeed. And uh, in the uh, the AM category in the Huracans, it's the uh, Norman's father and son, Jim Norman and uh, Josh Norman, who are leading that uh, category. It's a great job by them in the kind of a 71. They've taken advantage of uh, good pit strategy and some good driving. Ryan Oki in Carnival 89. Just got word from race control, checker flag this time by. Yeah. They've determined there's just no way to get this one going again, Jeremy. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Because it's, it's been a really uh, a great debut for the Huracan here in the uh, Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo in North America. Great to see that car. It's a great-looking car. It's provided, I think, some really, really good racing, and there's more to come tomorrow. That's the good news. These are doubleheader weekends, so we do indeed get to do it all again. And uh, you're absolutely right. An absolutely beautiful machine, stunning performance, and wheeled beautifully here as well today by uh, this, uh, this group of drivers at the front end. Richard Antonucci will bring it home and get the win. <laughs> Corey Lewis trying to have a little bit of fun there. These guys playing with each other right there. Spirit Soli coming up alongside as well. Obviously, it's under a caution, so there's no way you can make the pass. Uh, I think they're just having some fun with each other out there. And why not? It's been a great race, a lot of fun for them. Uh, 
at that point might as well take it right through to the flag. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, heads up there, I think, from race control. There was still probably a minute or so remaining on the clock in terms of the 50 minutes, but clearly we, to go, but we were not going to go back to a green flag racing because uh, the marshals are doing a fabulous job there yep. at the top of the hill, but there's no way they could have got that car out of, out, of the, out of the way and in time to go back to green flag racing. So let's just end it there, come around and begin the celebrations. Might as well get those going early. Absolutely right. And uh, well-deserved indeed. So let's take you through the uh, unofficial results as they finish here. As you said, winning overall and in our pro category in the Huracan class, Richard Antonucci in the number 50. Second overall, winning in the Pro-Am Huracan category, the 07 of a very impressive Cedric Spirit Soli. I'm looking forward to watching him race for a lot of years to come. 27 years old, I think, right, Jeremy? Yes. Yeah, he's got a future for Monte sure. Monte Carlo. Yeah, there you go. Not a bad place to call home. Second in the Pro-Am category. Third overall, the number 29 of Corey Lewis. And third in the Pro-Am category, completing the podium for the Uricon class, the number 77 pairing of Joe Courtney and Aaron Povaleto. Fifth overall, second in the Pro category, the 99 of Justin Marks. And uh, then sixth overall, winning the AM category, as you said, the Norman family, Bad Lambo Racing Machine, number 71. I love that. And then your winner in the Gallardo category, Dylan Murcott, the number 84. Third in the Huracan Pro category, the pairing of Kevin Conway and Enrique Bernoldi in the number one. Second in the Gallardo category, the number 42 of Jake Rattenbury. Second in the Huracan AM category, Rashi West. Really a great, great race after not getting the time they wanted in qualifying and playing that card beautifully in the number three machine from Masani Courtney Racing. Yeah, that's right. Coming all the way from 18th onto the grid inside the top 10. Yeah, fabulous job. Read the pit stops beautifully when they needed to do it. Also showing some nice speed. So well done there. And then completing our Gallardo podium, Brian Hickson in the number 23 machine. Again, a Mitchum Motorsports 1-2-3 sweep of the Gallardo podium. So as the cars make their way down into pit lane, they're going to be making the turn into Victory Circle in pretty short order. And uh, from this now, Jeremy, having seen this race, uh, what are you anticipating for race two? They've got time in the car now in race conditions. Yeah, they've learned a lot uh, from this morning's 50-minute race, and they will be able to uh, use that data and learn you know, a little bit more about the strategy. Certainly some of the uh, pit stops, uh, they need to time their pit stops a little bit better some of these guys but in terms of driving the cars I mean I've, I've been particularly impressed by the consistency that Richard Antonucci was able to run at the front of the field in the last five laps before we had this last full course caution we're within one tenth of a second each of those five laps which is pretty remarkable to me okay he's a proper professional sure. driver but still that's very very impressive uh, and uh, I think it says a lot for this car and the, the Pirelli P0 tire as well it's all super consistent that's what you want from a race car Absolutely. And then, of course, you know, talking about uh, the young spirit solely, Corey Lewis, another, uh, you know, talented young gun. Not quite necessarily able to match Antonucci's just metronome-like precision, but always very quick, always in the hunt and gaining valuable experience, certainly in these cars. And, uh, you know, getting a little bit of, a, of an idea now when we go racing again, what do we need to do to find that a little bit more? Yeah, because it's, it's all going to come down to uh, track position, I think, tomorrow. The uh, top three cars 
all turned lap best lap times during this race at 124.8 something 820 for Antonucci 824 for Zbiro Zawoli that's how close that was 840 for Corey Lewis so very very close and the other quick car is Matt Halliday in that car number 69 shares with Tom O'Gara he turned a 124.9 now it was the only uh, four cars below 1 minute 25 seconds but uh, what a battle they put on yeah and that Lamborghini race the second of the doubleheader weekend here for the Lamborghini Blanc Pond Super Trofeo Series about the same time frame. Tomorrow, right about 10.15, is when that race is going to go off. So the conditions will be similar. So really, uh, if anything, a smidge cooler even from what the forecast says. So what they learned here is going to have direct application to tomorrow. It certainly is. I think we can ex- expect more of the same. I'm up for that. You? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Absolutely awesome stuff. And, uh, again, we've got that uh, podium celebrations about to unfold and getting ready to go. We also have lots coming up here yet uh, on the day, a very busy day of activity. Next on the uh, schedule here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, coming up at 10.50 Pacific time, will be the third and final practice for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship uh, will be coming up. And uh, that will unfold for another hour, taking us up into the lunch break. And then at that point... We start the pre-race festivities getting ready for round three of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge here as well. And again, just going to be a jam-packed day uh, after that. That race, a little bit of a pause, and then we wind things up with what should be, I think, spectacular qualifying for all four classes of the Tudor United Sports Car Championship based on what we've seen there in practice. Time's incredibly close. They break each class out for its own qualifying session. So no traffic to deal with. It's just flog it, go as fast as you can, the show we love. Yeah, for, for it's, it's one of the highlights that we can certainly qualifying in those classes, and I think it's going to be close in all of them too. So we've got some, so we've got some great entertainment this weekend, a full slate of events from IMSA, and a lot of excitement. Yeah, looking forward to it to be sure. And remember, once again, when we talk about this, the, uh, the Lamborghini race, the Blancpain Super Trofeo Series, for tomorrow, uh, the qualifying format that they used this morning, the second 15 minutes of that qualifying format established the grid for tomorrow's race. And so some of the cars that had that little bit of an issue in uh, that qualifying session will have to do it all again coming up through the pack. And uh, well, we've seen that they're certainly capable of doing that uh you know one of the nice things too the north american debut of the gt3 version of this uricon chassis is right here at mazda raceway laguna sake on the the place they call the island in the uh, lamborghini uh hospitality and display area they've got that gt3 machine that already has raced obviously at the opening round of the blanc pond endurance series in at monza i believe a couple of weeks back they've got it here and on display so fans here are going to be enjoying that yeah very much so just looking forward to the race uh, tomorrow it will be we had the uh, qualifying session this morning the first 15 minutes of that qualifying session set the grid for the race we've just seen the second 15 minutes for the race will unfold tomorrow and it will be Richard Antonucci once again who starts on the pole position tomorrow. But interestingly for me, in, to, in second place on the grid tomorrow will be Corey Lewis. Uh, that team made a big uh, jump forward uh, between the two sessions. And Corey uh, started today in the sixth place. Tomorrow will start second. Spiruswali in the, th- the third place tomorrow. And behind him, car number 69 of uh, Matt Halliday. So those f- top four cars. They were separated by around about a half a second in the sec- qualifying session this morning. That's going to be a big battle between them. And Aaron Povoledo uh, in that car number 77 will start in the fifth position. 
And we're going to be with you here for just a couple more minutes before we take a little bit of a break on IMSA Radio. But let's do a little teaser then because we'll be back in about 15 minutes for that final uh, Tudor United Sports Car Championship practice. And we have seen, as you would expect, after a really, in a way, troubled run, for the Mike Shank Racing, uh, the Leger HBD Honda-powered uh, JSP2-derived chassis and uh, an engine package. Coming to a track like this, we figured, based on what we've seen here in the past, what we saw, uh, again, with Johannes von Overbeck in the uh, car last year, that that car should be much quicker. Boy, has it been. Yeah, it certainly has, and uh, it's, it's well-suited to this racetrack. And both John Pugh and Ozzy Negri Jr. doing a fine job. And they were quickest in the practice session, second practice session yesterday, but only by 0.008 of a second over Ricky and Jordan Taylor in the car that won the last race two weeks ago on the streets of Long Beach. So we can expect that battle to continue. Third fastest yesterday in practice was the 01. Uh, Chip Ganassi racing with Felix Sabatis that uh, Ford EcoBoost-powered Riley, and uh, they are uh, expected to be the top three contenders again when we get ready for qualifying later or later on this afternoon. But judging by the battle at Long Beach and the fact that it's such a completely different sort of a racetrack here, I think we're going to be in for some exciting action even this afternoon in qualifying. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You look at that, uh, that top three in the prototype category in practice, Honda, Chevy, Ford. You go to the GT Le Mans category, Porsche, Ferrari, BMW, and you go to the GT Le Mans category, Porsche, uh, excuse me, uh, it is uh, uh, Porsche, Audi, BMW, Ferrari. We have a great mix of manufacturers. That's all going to come to play here in just a few minutes for that third and final practice for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship. So we're going to step away for a moment here at IMSA Radio, but we'll be back with you shortly. Don't go too far away. This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.